Folks, I'm sitting here with the legendary Eddie Palmieri. Thank you so much for being a part of this recording. Oh, you're more than welcome, Christian. Thank you. Good afternoon. This was in 1997 at the first annual New York Jazz Awards. And you made a speech. You won an award and you made a speech about the the history of of what we you know call Latin jazz, about the history from, from this African roots. Oh yeah. And you brought sure. it all the way up to the present. It was so deep. And and I was wondering if you could say a little bit about that again. Well you know, <clears throat> when we're talking about the, the rhythmical patterns they're 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 certainly from Africa. And as the the African captive was brought into the different parts of the world, okay, uh, uh, for example, brought here, uh, they were not allowed their drum, right? Okay, right. And, uh, uh, and that certainly came out to something else. Then now they work into plantations. You had vocal That's blues right. and lament, and turned into like the that. classic blues later, and right. that's certainly a fundamental for jazz. Okay, all right. Yeah. But in the Caribbean, was completely different. Cuba was able to develop and crystallize these rhythmical patterns to the point that it started in the religious plane with the drums, right. groups with one trumpet, a guitar, the, right. a tres, the accompanying guitar, uh, singers, clave, maracas, right. and they right. were, now they were singing all different songs. But basically all those rhythms, you know, have their proper names, yeah. like what they call guaracha, danzón, the, the, mambo, the mambo, the cha-cha-cha, cha-cha yeah. you know, all these uh, uh, great rhythmical patterns uh, put the world to dance. Yeah. And uh, and certainly it, it, it it's an attribute to the continent of Africa. And you see the, these drums, like the Guaguancó de Matanza, and you see them hitting, you know, they're just drums and, and singing, and they have the, 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 the mixture of the... the the origin of the music coming out of Spain. You know, I I, I think uh, I may have mentioned this to you, but my father used to play with Mongo Santa Maria. I know you had told me. And so I remember uh, seeing Mongo play when I was maybe six or seven years old. I know both you and Mongo had Barry Rogers in common. Um, it maybe is, is that in, in the early sixties, like well, around the same with, time he was playing with you. Well, before that, I hadn't met Mongo. Because when he arrived, he arrived from Cuba. He, he went to Mexico. Right. And from Mexico, right. he came into the United States. But when he came into the United States, that matter of fact, he was playing with Predis Prado. Right. And, and, and Tito Puente was also in that band. But right? when, he, no, when he arrives here, Tito Puente puts him in his orchestra here. Uh, right. And right. in that orchestra, the pianist is my brother Charles. Yeah, right. Sure. All right? Sure. So now you had the great Cuban singer Vicentico Valdez. Yes. You had uh, my brother Charlie on the piano. Yeah. You had Manny Okendo on the bongo. Sure. And then they put Mongo on conga and Tiro Puente on timbales. It was an incredible, what they call conjunto. They would use the word conjunto, which meant a, 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 a group, right. you know, but it's without saxophones. Yeah. So he, he had a great combination. Tito Rodriguez had another great conjunto. And at the same time is when Mario Bausa right. then introduces Chano, Chano Pozo, Pozo right. to, to Dizzy. To Dizzy. Yeah. And Dizzy in the documentary says, uh, Chano couldn't speak Spanish. I mean, couldn't speak English. Right. I couldn't speak Spanish, but we both spoke African. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, how old were you when you started playing the piano? I was, uh, I would say, about eight to nine 
Then I left the piano to play timbales for a while. No kidding. But I love timbales. That's why I sure, love Sure, sure. Donald Harrison's the only one that told me, you know, Eddie, you sort of like a drummer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Now, I'd like to ask you another question. Um, what do you think is the New Yorican sound? Can you describe that? Well, there's been a, a, a there's certain, uh, I would have to say there's been certain times that that, that has happened. Uh, uh, for example, uh, we even call the, the the first Latin jazz is, is the Dizzy Gillespie and Chano Poso. Right. First time you have like the New York Latin jazz right. type big band. Right. One percussion is changes the a, whole a, a, dynamic of, yeah. of, a, of a jazz orchestra. That's, for example, that's so true. okay. And uh, and the different bands and and certainly now uh, uh, the the way they change the the salsa. Uh, what they call salsa, for example. Right. That word is, is a misnomer. It's, it's used yeah, like, it's, it's pretty. The one, the, the best one was Chino Puente. I put salsa on my spaghetti, baby. <laughs> <laughs> T- talk about your, your first band when, when La Perfecta started, because that's one of the staples of. Uh... I always wanted a conjunto. Yes. When I say conjuntos with the three trumpets, yeah. you know, because that was the style, that was what's happening, you know. But it was very difficult when I first started, you know, yeah. because I, to find the trumpet players that you know that you wanted. Yeah. And I knew them all now. I had played with Tito Rodriguez right. after Vicentico, so I knew the best trumpet players in New York. But to get them was so difficult. You know, they're gonna go for class A scale, <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. You know, they, they, yeah, right. they, they ain't got they no time for no rehearsal. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, you know, or, or gotta be paid. Some rehearsals. things never change. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were just certain things that wasn't gonna happen. You know, right, so I, you right. know, so little by little, you know, well, I did my best I could. You know, using two trumpets, you know, whatever. It is. Right. Until on a Tuesday night, I went to a a, 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 a social club that with a. Ah. And the Tritons were in the Bronx, okay? Mm. Uh, uh, the first one, you know, right on top of the Lowy's on, on Southern Boulevard. And uh, and I went there, and on Tuesdays, they had a jam session, and it was being run by Johnny Pacheco. No kidding. And Johnny, at that time, had been extremely hot. He, yeah. he, he started with my brother playing flute in a place called the International. The trumpet player that he had, a gentleman called Mario Cora, left him to go to Puerto Rico to join Cortijo's band. Mm. All right? You know, Cortijo was very, very popular sure. in that. that and then right. Johnny was a, a percussionist. Then my brother signs with, with uh, the, the recording for United Artists, and Pacheco plays flute on that. And my brother took the standards, uh, right. uh, uh, American standards, and put Latin lyrics put Latin, in them. Right, and then right. it was an excellent work that he did there. All right. But now there was a young company coming up called uh, uh, Alegre. Mm. In the Bronx, Al Santiago was the owner, and Pacheco records for them, and he, he gets a tremendous hit with his own charanga, mm-hmm. a, a, right. a composition called El Guido de Macorina, maybe 100,000, uh, uh, 45 at that wow. time sold. We had never heard of anything like that. Right, you right. know, I mean, really blew the whole business. Sure. And now my brother had his charanga, which charanga is the wooden flute with violins. Right. Typical right. of Cuba, my brother had his, now Pacheco has his. Now they, they're going for it, you know, 59, 60, 61. Right. But by 1960, in their late 60s, you know, or early 61, Pacheco's doing these, these uh, 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 jam sessions. And when I went in there to, you know, to hear that the Tuesday to say hello, I see this trombone player. And that trombone player happened to be Barry Rogers. And Barry had played with musicians like Artie Jenkins, the pianist, and that were happening. They were playing Latin music all over, you know, in uh, uh, in the Bronx. And uh, 
a gentleman called Phil Newsom who played mm. rhythm, you know, and he had he had played rhythm and blues. He was he was very rounded. Barry was like uh, the, the, he was the cat. genius. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, he was something else. So I talked to him, you know, and I said, listen, no, I play here because I used to play in that club. You know, I said I play once in a while. Like Cody goes, sure. That's how it started. Conga, bongo, a gentleman called Chicky Perez that we grew up together. He played, you know, excellent. Uh, uh, my singer, bass. Uh, Joe Rivera was on bass, and and so I have five. You know, yeah. that's the guy that can count on, right? Barry would come, and then I would have, you know, it would be six. You know, wow. that would be it. That would sure. be it. That's the idea. All right. When I couldn't get married, I used to use a gentleman called George Castro, who played wooden flute with another band. And now the day came that I was able to pay them both. Wow. <laughs> And now I got the flute and trombone coming in the same night. Yeah. And when I heard that, I said, oh, this is it. That, this is it. Right, the other right, thing right. we needed was another trombone, which eventually we, even Julian Priester. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, played sure. with us. Uh, wow. Uh, a gentleman called Joe Orange. Now, you also started, I remember when I first moved to New York, one of the biggest staples in the entire city was the uh, Monday, Monday nights at the Village Gate. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Dr. Billy Taylor yeah. used to come and, and, right. and play with the Latin men and play with me. And, That's uh, right. We played the Latin uh, McCoy. McCoy, right. Came, yeah. Uh, I could never, it was always crowded. I yeah, would have always. to get there early, well, that man. That was the biggest, South Amis Jazz. South Amis Jazz. I, yeah. That was, it was and one it of worked. my fondest it, memories. It, it, it was great, great jazz partners that came to play with the Latin, they played with the both bands. Right. It was two Latin bands and then they would play one or two competitions with the with the Latin band and then they, they, right. they were off and then they went for the next band and then after that they would go Oh, they were my goodness. But that was something, South Meets Jazz at the Village Gate of Arthur Lugov. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> Bleeker and Thompson. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I would still walk by there and get misty eyed, man. Wow, <laughs> what do you remember? That's right. That's I remember right. that very well. Well, Eddie, it's, it's always a thrill talking to you and hanging with you and playing with you. I'm really blessed to, to you, know you, Christian. man. Thank you so much. So, so am I with, when I see you and play and, and, and able to uh, 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 share uh, this, a moment like this. And then the only thing is I'm not going to come and play with you anymore. <laughs> All I did was uh, press you. All I did was press you a little bit, and you went right through, man. Oh, I said, man. "Where's he going?" Man? <laughs> that was great. Thank you so very much. Oh, the pleasure was all we'll mine. We'll meet again and, uh, to play again. Yes, we will. Take care, Eddie. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. All right, very buddy. Much, Kristen, thank you.